Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome into Center Court of the Winner's Circle Network. Great day coming up. We'll tell you about our guest in just a second. Ralph, good to see you. A lot is happening. NBA underway, of course. And, uh, you know, we move into November and with the World Series and, and everything. Today's guest... You you've known Olden Polonese for quite a while, right? Uh yeah, since he was recruited at UVA my senior year. Everybody said Olden was the next best center at UVA, right? So <laughs> uh, you know, but very raw, talented guy. Um, you know, amazing personality. Um, you know, it's it, and it's crazy. I was, you know, leaving UVA, going to the NBA, excited, whatever, and then look up and UVA is going to the freaking Final Four. I'm like, we didn't make it on the shot. And then they make it a year later. Like, man, I wish I could have played with that team. But anyway, great guy. He's been a friend for a long, long time. Yeah, and when you think about Rick Carlisle was part of that team. Of course, Ricky and Othell were still there. And we'll we'll talk about that with with, uh, Olden and that magical run that uh, Virginia had at that time. I mean, did you play against Olden? Do you guys have pickup games during that time and during recruiting visits? Would you guys find time to play? Not, not doing typically recruiting visits. I mean, they do more of that today. Mm-hmm. And let kids play while you come on, on campus and be recruited. But we played back in that day in the summer all every day, all day long. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after the first year, we everybody came back from Rick, Mark, uh, Mark Alberoni. Everybody came back. Gus Gerard, everybody came back and played. And uh, I, I miss that camaraderie because that builds your relationship with players even after you after you finish playing the game at all. But we came back and we just wanted to play, and, and you could do that back then. Today you can't do that. Right. Since you have, uh, and we'll introduce Olden uh, in just a second. Since you have been part of player personnel with uh, you know with Phoenix, you you understand the management of the NBA and and what goes on. What would you do in the Kyrie Irving story? and especially with the pandemic. And how would you, if you were director of player development or a GM, how would you handle this? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I got a, a team of 15 guys or so that I got to manage at the uh, mm-hmm. gym manager, et cetera, et cetera. And I got the best interest of the team in my hands. And it's a financial, it's, it's a lot of things involved. So mm-hmm. Kyrie's, a, I think, a great player. Uh, don't get me wrong, whatever, but, I would extract him from the team environment totally until he's ready to make a decision to play or not. 
or I would I would probably trade him. But if you trade him, it's going to go to a team that's got to do the same thing, right? So right. I got a man up. I would just take him over and sit him down and say, you can, don't have to come to practice. You don't have to come to games until you're ready to play. And you know when you're ready to play, you got to get the shot in the vaccine. And we're going to find you. We're going to take your $435,000 a game and keep it in our kilters, and you'll make what you, what you make. But I would just have to let him not come to the gym or arena. I got Kevin Durant. I got James Harden. I got a number of guys that's trying to win a championship, right? And this is a year of their career that they could waste, and you don't get these years back right? from a playing standpoint. So I would find a way to keep that as kosher and quiet as I can and just leave him on the sideline and then go about my business until he's ready to play. Nah, good stuff. Well, when we come back, Olden Polonese is our guest. What a run. You know, he played for just a couple of years, got recruited, found himself in a Final Four, then found himself first-team All-ACC, then found himself a first-round draft choice. His path was very, very quick and uh, pretty profitable. Olden Polonese joins us on Center Court, and we come back in the Winter Circle Network, so stay with us. The mission for the Samson Family Foundation is simple. We strive to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The Samson Family Foundation encourages limitless possibilities. Your financial support is tax deductible. To learn more, call 540-615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. When the commissioner said with the fifth pick, the Chicago, uh, with Seattle Superside select, I started to get up. And then he said, Scott Pippen. I'm like, who's Scott Pippen? And so it goes on. I look back at my agent. He's like, don't worry, don't worry. And then with the eighth pick, the Chicago Bulls select all the parties. Now I'm all excited because I'm going to play with Michael Jordan. So about 40 minutes later, it's like we have a trade to announce. You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Once again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome into Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. And uh, Ralph, I tell you what, a familiar face and like all of us, maybe a little older, but Olden Polonese is with us and uh, a name and a flash from the past. And I will always remember Olden from the 83-84 season and the drive to the Final Four after you had graduated. So I want all the dirt on his recruiting trip stick when when <laughs> olden was being recruited i want all the dirt well you know i was on my i was on my way out so you know i was looking at nba trying to win the title you know got beat uh olden comes in i met him on a recruiting trip um i don't know who who uh sealed the deal with that or who you went out with but if you went out with ricky and othell then you had a good time <laughs> right i'm sure why he was there but they were two jokesters but I mean, he only can take us through the recruiting process because I know a little bit about it, but he actually knows more than I do about it, how it happened with it. Coach Odom or Coach Lamb Nagel, because Coach Lamb Nagel was the one in New Lamb York all, all, all the time, right? Yeah, Coach Lamb Nagel and my, my high school coach were best friends. They grew up together. And so he was the catalyst in me signing with Virginia. But that weekend, meeting you and hanging out and everything, 
Did you have, you either had a van or a Porsche? Had a van, had a van. Okay. Then I had a Porsche at the end of the year, but I had a van when I was in school. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I kept hearing the stories and everything else, and we hung out, and it was like, but what it was, the twins. <laughs> That's the one that took me over the edge, because people got to remember, I came from a, a, a background of, you know, born in Haiti, all that stuff. So I wasn't really knowledgeable about women. I went to an all-boys Catholic school. My parents, their philosophy was go to school, come home. That was it. So girls didn't come into play at that time. And so when I got to Virginia on that recruiting trip, it's my first time outside of, the, outside of New York since I came to the U.S., I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, if you, now, if you saw the twins, Kim and Karen, because they were dated one, and then now they were renowned financial advisors in Wall Street and doing great things. We we missed the boat on that one, man. <laughs> yeah, we all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's too bad. I guess we can't go as deep into the recruiting trip as I thought we would. <laughs> I thought, Olden, at that time, who else recruited you? What other schools were you considering at that time? It was crazy because, you know, I had only been playing basketball for two years. And so I literally got offered by 150 schools. It was just absurd. All the letters coming in, we would like to offer you a scholarship and everything. So I finally got it down to five, the main five schools. And it was Virginia, Boston College, uh, St. John's, Georgia Tech, and St. Bonaventure. I had a great time at my trip to um, Olean, New York, uh, to visit St. Bonaventure. And so, but at the end of the day, like I said, the recruiting trip to Virginia, the beauty of the city and the whole state, and that weekend, it sealed the deal for me. Plus, Robert, <laughs> it was Open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Open. you can come yeah. and play story yeah. Yeah. there yeah. happened to be this three-time player of the year who was leaving so that yeah. makes it how did you get how did you slip through bobby kremen's fingers because of atlanta and the big city bobby probably thought he had you right yeah he thought he had me but again he had john sally yvonne joseph so i saw mm. myself getting a lot of playing time and again no disrespect to kenton or anybody else in virginia but kenton wasn't really a center and so I was like, hey, this is an opportunity for me. If I come in here, I do well, you know, early on, I can get some minutes. And of course, Ralph knows, and our fans probably know, uh, Olden helped the Cavs go to the NCAA Final Four. They won the, re the East region. They were a seven seed, ended up, uh, you know, just making the magical run. Ricky always told the story about you guys losing the ACC tournament. Everybody's on vacation, and you didn't even think you were going to get into the tournament. And I think the record was 17 and 11 or something like that. And then all of a sudden, boom, you get in. Carlisle hits a shot to beat Arkansas. Uh, you know, before that game, it was Iona. I remember this, this magical run. So we're in Atlanta. And I remember Othell taking apart Pearl Washington. I mean, took Pearl Washington apart defensively which opened the door. And then of course, Carolina loses to Indiana, which opens up that door. And then all of a sudden you get Bobby Knight in a, a very memorable game. And it was Kent Needlin who gets the steal and the free throws and, and the rest is history. But uh, Olden, how much do you remember about that magical run? Oh, I remember it all. And it was just amazing, you know, going on a run like that. But 
we have to go back a little bit because Coach, Coach Holland, you know, he doesn't get credit. He's, he knows his stuff. He could tell, you know, there was something that I needed to do. I didn't know it at the time. And so when he started me that game against George Washington and Mike Brown, that was another catalyst. I had never competed or gone up against anybody that size before. And having such a good game, gave me so much confidence that I wrote that confidence the rest of the way. To me, that was a pivotal moment in that season. If I had if I hadn't started and played against Mike Brown, I don't think I would have had that kind of confidence to even help us in any way, shape, or form. But he had the presence of mind to do that, to start me that game. And again, you know, the rest is history. And then I went up against Akeem Olajuwon during the regular season, got in his head to the point where he elbowed me in the throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. The whole elbow in the throat act. Okay, he did that a lot when I played with him. But when we got to the, the, the tournament, it was like, okay, I go up against Iona and Troy Truesdale, who was my teammate in high school. Then wow. I get mine the next game. And I'm like, holy Christmas. I thought Mike Brown was big. <laughs> this dude was a walking building. So I, you know, did well against him. And then all of a sudden we played Syracuse. And like you said, Othell, what he did on Pearl, and I grew up with Pearl. We thought Pearl was the greatest guard ever. Othell made him look like uh, nobody. And so that helped us. And then finally we get Indiana, Uwe Blop, you know, did my thing against him. The whole team played well. And we got to the final, you know, final four against uh, McKean, which was great for me. It was a, a rematch. And we should have won that game. All they had to do was pass me the ball. <laughs> Come on, O. Akeem left me to challenge the shot. Just drop it down to me. Three, two, one, dunk, game over. Yeah. Drop it down, drop it down and you had this famous jump hook. The old Impala OP jump hook. I remember that very, very vividly. Oh, I had, man. That was my bread and butter, man. Yeah, yeah that I, was the go-to one. I love that shot, man. Did you get that jump hook from Coach Lavinego or you had it in high school? I didn't have it in high school. And so, and Ralph also, part of that run, and people really forget, Michael Jordan's we we sat courtside and watched Michael Jordan's last college game because didn't he go pro right after that? Yeah, that, that year, yes. In 84. So that you yeah. know, as I said, that whole experience of being in Atlanta and and going through that. Indiana had to beat Carolina. I don't think we would have beaten Carolina. Before we go to break, and if I remember correctly, a good friend of ours, a guy by the name of Bob Rotella. Oh, was was on the bench. He was he was teaching sports psychology. Bob Rotella got a lot. He got his whole life uh, the path in front of him due to that '84 team. Right? He had you guys laying down on the floor thinking about free throws. What was the Bob Rotella experience about? So this day, I still use that whole thing he does. And the funny thing about it, and Ralph could probably attest to this, even though he wasn't there, but he knows the people I'm going to mention. So we're laying on the ground, you know, Othell, Ricky, and all of them, they, they're not into all this stuff. You know, they're doing it because the whole team has to do, has to partake. But they all laughing. This is my third year of basketball. Right. So anything and everything having to do with basketball and learning, I'm going to do. I'm embracing because I'm still new to this thing. And so Bob Rotella has us laying on the floor, meditating. <laughs> <laughs> You're warm. 
Now see yourself playing the game. It literally worked for me. It put me at ease. So when the game started, I was like, oh, I've already done this. Yeah. So I embraced it and I loved it. And again, kids I've coached, I've had them do it. I do it with my sons, you know. So I, like when he's like tense or whatever, I'm like, hey, man, you know, close your eyes. And I put them on the floor and I just and I recreate that stuff with him. I have to give the edge to Bird. I mean, he can get his own shot off. They were pretty much the same size. Yeah. They were both slow. They were both, you know, they were not both leapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Bird, that outside three, and they were both high IQ guys, but I gotta give the edge to Bird. Building a game plan for life. It's basketball and beyond. We return to center court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Welcome back to the Winner Circle Network, and this is Center Court. Uh, Ralph and I are just pleased to have Olden Polonies as our guest, a name from the past, and a guy who hung around Virginia for a little while. And then, of course, the Ralph, the 87 draft. How great is this story? And we're going to let Olden tell it, but how great is the 87 draft story? Wasn't Olden supposed to be with the Bulls? It, it all got screwed up, right? Something got screwed up. He knows better than me, but I, I'm going to go back a second. How do you play two years of organized, just two years of basketball, come to UVA and become a number one pick in the NBA? Come on. That, I mean, you, you work your tail off to get there, right? Somehow something clicked over your career which made you know you could at least play at that next level. When was that? And then talk about the draft. Okay. Uh, when it was, again, I mentioned the first catalyst was Mike Brown you know, going up against somebody that at that massive size I had never faced before, not in high school in those two years and not up until that point in college. And so that fear of getting embarrassed, I use as fuel. And so once that clicked in my head, hey, I can use being afraid in a positive. Okay, you know, so I'm going to work with that. But it wasn't until I made the U.S. national team that's when I felt like, hey, hold up now, something's happening here. Because <laughs> I remember everything that goes on within my, my life when it, as it pertains to basketball. You know, yes, I was highly recruited. But when I got to Charlottesville, Tom Sheehy was the man. He bought Yeah. And so Bruce Dalrymple was the man at Georgia Tech. Right, right. Tommy Amaker was the man. All those guys in my class, they were better than me. And so I was an afterthought and I loved that, you know, again, more fuel to the fire. And so when, you know, on my own team, I wasn't even like the, the number one recruit. I was like, okay, cool. But then all of a sudden my name started rising up. And once that happened, I just embraced it all. I'm like, okay, what do I have to do to continue this? It was feeding me to the point where I was like, okay, I need more. I need more. You know, I want more notoriety. I want, what can I do? And that made me work harder. And so I, I embraced that. But when I made the U.S. national team, I was like, okay, I've arrived. And I finally realized that I was good. And so it wasn't just me in my head anymore. It was like other people were seeing it. And so I just, again, I used it as that fuel for my fight. With the draft, what happened was, and it's just the funniest story, because Jerry Krause talked about it in the Last Dance documentary. They made that trade the night before. And so they couldn't say, well, 
Chicago has the fifth pick. Uh, Seattle has the eighth pick. No, they had to leave everything as is. So when David Stern walks up there with the fifth pick, mind you, I didn't, re- I didn't work out for any other team except for Seattle and New York. And I knew I wasn't going to New York because they had the 18th pick. So I said, okay, whoo, here we go. Fifth pick, the Seattle Supersonics select. And I'm, I'm getting up in my seat. I'm ready to get up. I got my nice Italian suit on. Says <laughs> Scott Pippen. <laughs> I looked over at Derek McKee. I'm like, who the hell is Scott Pippen? <laughs> oh, he, came, he came out of nowhere. I'm like, okay. So I look back at my agent and he's like doing the hand gesture, relax, relax. It's okay. What's going on? My first taste of NBA life. So they go to seven and I mean, six and seven, which was Kenny Smith and uh, Kevin Johnson with the eighth pick, the Chicago Bulls select. And they say my name. When he said my name, I forgot all about Seattle. (laughs) I'm going to play with Michael Jordan. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, that was like the greatest. Like 20, 30 minutes later, it's like, okay, we have a trade to announce. So, <laughs> so Olden, was it was it that night then, that whole, then the trade with Seattle and Chicago, and you're trading the hats, they want a picture with you guys trading hats. Yeah. Did, that, did that happen that night? Yeah, it happened that night. So 30 minutes yeah, later. Yeah, right after once the draft got started, now they can announce trades and everything else. And that's what it was. So me and Scotty exchanged our hats, and I ended up where I was supposed to be all along, which was Seattle. And he ended up in Chicago. So 15 but seasons, 15 terrific seasons, Ralph. And uh, he was in Detroit for a while and the Clippers. And this is a guy who, right in front of us, this is a guy who learned a little bit about the NBA, don't you think? A lot about it. You know, so you look at, uh, and OP knows that, you know, I mean, NBA day is totally different as far as the things around the game, with the private planes and the chefs and the, in the hotel oh. and, you know, the workouts and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I tell the story, OP, that, you know, I'm the first one to bring weights in the NBA in the weight room in the summit. You know, they didn't believe in lifting weights. So I, I'm an old school guy from that standpoint. You at least were lifting weights a little bit when you got there because you were well built. But what's your opinion about that today? Because you you see the evolution. Of, if they'd have what, if we'd have what they have right now, we'd be still playing and making five hundred million dollars. Oh man! <laughs> it's, but the funny thing about it, people always want to claim that you know we're hating, and I I gotta let people know all the time. I'm not hating. I love the game the way it is today. Okay, but I can still be critical of certain things. Yes. You know, and for me, number one is what we're talking about. They have private planes because we, we flew commercial. I flew commercial up until my third year. Okay. And then we ended up getting a little plane, you know, that we all, you know, we had to put our legs next to each other and all that. <laughs> so it's not like what they have today where everybody got their own seats. So they have a chiropractor. They have a therapist. They have a masseuse. They have a chef. They have a, a nutritionist. <laughs> it's like all these people doing the same jobs. Right. And so, but yet they get hurt more. (laughs) So that's my critique. How is it that you have all the amenities and you're getting hurt more? And because they don't play as much as we play, they don't play the game, they don't, they don't run it down, they don't play. And these kids have, you know, they play too many AAU games. 
He didn't play a lot of AAU games. We played on asphalt. <laughs> yes, yes. That builds a tolerance, you know. It, it builds your mindset and your body to withstand certain things. All these kids, I coach AAU now. Every last one of these kids are like, I don't play outdoors. You know, <laughs> I play a nothing but wood. And I'm like, what? What? Oh, if you don't even go outside, you're like, nope, I go to the gym. <laughs> they, they, they don't even take their shoes and, and wear them outside. They came around and showed and they put the, 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 the flip-flops on, right? Yeah, because they don't want to get their shoes dirty. But you, you're coaching now, and uh, you're working with kids, which I know you love, love to do, and all that kind of stuff. So, so what things you talked about, Bob Rotella and the stuff he taught you in, at UVA and, and for life, and you take that, you there with kids now, but... What are some of the, you know, talk about Coach Holland as well, because I like to throw that in there. What are some of the things he taught you, and I'm sure something similar to me, that he taught you while at UVA that helped you get to the NBA, but also what you do in life now? Well, the belief of myself, you know, for him to believe in me, I thought that was major, you know, because we had that talk. Because I got hurt when I first got to Virginia on that crazy run we used to do in the morning. Yeah, yeah, three-mile run in a, in yeah. a cross-country fit. Realized that the guys had a shortcut <laughs> so that they never told me about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm running three miles, they're running one. <laughs> yeah. That was Ricky and Othell, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of copying going on there. So, Older, before we go to break, then I just I have to ask Has Rotella helped you with poker? <laughs> because that is a mind game. Right. Um, some of that stuff does help, but at the end of the day, it's more luck than anything else. Yeah. You know, the person that really has helped me, uh, the gentleman's name is Daniel Negrani. He's mm -hmm. a famous poker player. And Daniel told me one day, he said, you know what, why you're mad right now? Because I lost a hand and I got really frustrated. He's like, don't be mad because that's a one-off. You know, you wanted that guy to make that call. You just didn't want that card to hit. And so it made sense to me. So a lot of times people will get lucky. Don't let it frustrate you because when you get frustrated, you can't concentrate. You can't think. And that mm -hmm. made a lot of sense to me. He's right. Anytime you're angry and frustrated, you can't process. You can't think. And so that's the thing that's helped me over the years, whether it was in basketball or in poker or whatever. It's like, Try not to get so angry to where you can't make the right decisions. Laker personnel over in the corner, everybody, you know, we're just playing up and down watching us play, and they get into an argument. And next thing I know, I'm thinking it's kind of like just joking around, and it's, always, it's getting real serious. But Shaquille reeled back and threw it, and I grabbed him, and part of the punch hit me right here, and then the rest followed through on Kobe, that's when he was You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome back, Center Court on the Winner's Circle Network. And our guest is Olden Polonese, guy with, uh, spent about 15 years in the NBA, a former University of Virginia player. And Olden, I, I want you to tell the story about stepping in the middle. Of, you, you were involved in that Kobe Shaq thing, and you got right in the middle of it uh, during a practice. I want you to tell that story because I know it's a good one. Yeah, it, it was funny at first because I thought they were joking. And so we, had, we were at practice. 
um, at Southwest College and Mitch Kupchak is there. So I'm basically like trying to get myself in the mix to become a Laker. You know, I'm doing my thing and all that. And all of a sudden I'm guarding Shaq and Kobe makes a move and calls a foul, you know, basic basketball stuff. They start discussing that play. And so it was like, man, that's not a foul. Yes, it was. It's not a foul, man. And so Shaq's like, man, man up. Da, da, da. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it was like, okay, it's over with. Let's be done. But it wasn't over with. They just kept going. He's like, nah. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? How did we escalate to this point? So now we're about five minutes in. I'm like, hey, can we stop playing? I don't know what happened from that point. Kobe swings on Shaq. And it was like, whoa, where did this come from? And so I, you know, they had gotten face to face. So I run over and I grab Shaq. As soon as I saw the swing, I grab Shaq. But it's like Kobe's still swinging. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? So I kind of like let go for a minute. And Shaq reels back. And I'm like, oh, my God. What do I do now? And so he hits me on the side of the head and everything. And I'm like, damn, I'm getting beat up over here. So I'm like yelling, somebody get Kobe. Somebody get Kobe. I can't keep holding this guy while Kobe's swinging. So finally, Samaki Walker comes and grabs um, Kobe, breaks it up. Mitch Kupchak is livid right now. What the hell's going on? All that stuff. And so that was it. But... It was crazy from the fact that a simple basketball play turned into fist fight. And I just didn't understand it. And I was like, ooh, they're holding some deep stuff right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. How was it? From the, you mentioned uh, early in your career, transition from Coach Allen putting you in the game and starting against a bigger body guy. But now, now Shaq is a little bit bigger than most. Man, you already know. That dude was Epson saw an ice bath waiting to happen. <laughs> After every game, I was so sore. This dude was absurd at that size and speed. I tell this story. I tell people all the time. In 2000, okay, that was the one year where I was honestly afraid to guard Shaquille. All the other I was like, yeah, you know, I can guard him. You know, I use my quickness and all that. He can't shoot, so I'll bump him early. I I got all that. But in 2000, when he went in the gym in that summer and got them Superman muscles, I was a little afraid. Because the first time I matched up against him, I tried to move him, and he didn't budge. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, something's different. (laughs) He's not as soft. (laughs) As he used to be. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big human for sure. <laughs> Olden, yeah. what is what has basketball taught you? What do you think basketball has taught you that you're trying to pass on now to the, the guys you're coaching? Well, not so much the guys. I mean, the guys I'm coaching, yeah, but mostly to my son. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on that path right now. He's pretty much on the same path as I was, you know, started late. And now he's getting offers from everybody. And he's 7-1, but the difference is he's a three-point shooter. I don't know where the hell he got that from. He ain't get it from me. But basketball has taught me how to appreciate everything because it can all be taken away. Mm-hmm. 
know. And the problem is not only can it be taken away by another individual, it can be taken away by luck and fate. And so meaning, you know, injuries. I was blessed to have never had a serious injury in basketball in all the years that I played, you know, and that was due to my conditioning and my work ethic. It's like, I just went hard all the time. I tried to hurt people before they hurt me. That was my mentality. (laughs) Get them before they get you, oh. And so, but again, luck comes into play, you know, because you can do all the things you want to do you know, like, Rob, you can attest to this, right? This dude worked out. I remember uh, Sports Illustrated when you had the, when you were curling them 90 pounders. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, look at his arms. <laughs> you know, you you worked out, you stayed in shape, you did everything right, but some way, somehow, an injury happens yep. that you can't control. So I was lucky in that sense. So that's it just made me appreciate everything that I have whether it was family, finances, whatever. You just have to appreciate it all because it can all be taken away at any point in time. Now, now, now you mentioned uh, the seven-foot son. What grade is he in? And then second part, would you send him to UVA with Tony Bennett? Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put your response. Tony, but I just don't like that style of basketball. You know, 40 points a game is not making you know, oh, I, hold, hold, hold. but 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 Malcolm Brockman just got a contract for 90 million. Oh Malcolm and Malcolm is an you know, Malcolm got one, Joe Harris. Guys, you can succeed in it. It's just right, right, right. It just I don't think he would appreciate it either. But then again, he might. Uh they came down to see him when he was in high school. Oh, great. So he's at a JUCO right now. I'm at um, College of Southern Idaho. And so he didn't look the same like he does now. And right, so, right, right, right. Like now he's looking like Durant. I told him, hey, if Virginia came and offered a scholarship, I would want you to go there, you know? But I did say that to him, but I don't know if they will or not. But you did no. tell him the story about the twins in your recruiting visit and saying that UVA <laughs> is worth a look, correct? What's so funny? You know who's recruiting him right now? Larry Nager. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> University of Miami. So we had that discussion. I said, dude, I don't know if you can handle University of Miami. <laughs> not on that scale, but and, 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 no, Larry Nigger has not changed either. No, he's he still hasn't. got the New York fail style. He's not, not changed over the years. And he's still coaching. So it's amazing to see him still coaching. So I'm like, okay, if you go there, it'll be, it'll be kind of cool. Larry Nagin's still playing wiffle ball with the team. Hey, Rob, you know I'll be visiting my son every week, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No no question. Miami for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll come watch him play when he goes. So we'll go together. Olden, you've had a um, – we're, we're just about out of time. But, boy, you've had a such an intriguing life. And and really got to experience a, a lot of things. And, and, you know, now with all the, you know, basketball and cards and everything, I mean, you, you're just somebody that always enjoyed life. I just get the feeling and hearing, you know, when watching the joy that you have really, really enjoyed this journey. And it's an incredible journey that I wasn't supposed to be on. You know, I, I, I always tell people, you know, I was born in a, in the poorest nation in the Western hemisphere. Mm-hmm. I was my feet turn inwards. I wasn't even supposed to walk. And so those little things back then make me appreciate everything, no sure. matter what, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm still going to, you know, it's like when bad things happen, you man up. My grandfather taught me that. Man up, accept, move on. 
learn from it, don't do it again. And so that's how it's always been for me. So I, I want to enjoy life and enjoy myself, you know, until the wheels fall off, man, basically. Well, you got you got good treads, so the wheels got a long way to go. <laughs> it's okay. I'm still in the gym every day. I just got back, so I'm good. So I got to keep the wheels as sharp as I can. Uh, since Ralph has a restaurant being built, he's no longer lifting 90-pound weights. He's lifting tables and chairs off trucks. So that's another show for another day. Uh, Olden, thank you so very, very much. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yeah, brother, appreciate it. Yeah, just really good to, to see that small. Best to your family and best to the college decision that's coming up in a couple of years, okay? Oh, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you guys. All right. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a call. Thanks so much. The one and right. only, Olden Polonese on Center Court on the Winter Circle Network. Ralph and I come back right after this. To get into sports casting, you need experience just to get your foot in the door. I can't tell you how many times in my career somebody will ask me, how do I get into your business? How do I become a sportscaster? The first thing I ask is, what have you done? Do you have any experience? And the answer is normally nothing yet. It's because they couldn't find a program that provided the real world experience that you need to get started. So I set out to create a program designed for the next wave of sportscasting talent. And my partner was an obvious one. Full Sail University, great track record in entertainment and media, great alumni group, and the ability to evolve as the industry changes. We're offering a bachelor's degree that combines the professional expertise that my fellow sportscasters and I have built our careers on with the technologies shaping the world of sports. To succeed in this business, you have to be ready for what's next. But the core of great sports casting, I don't think will ever change. And this program brings it all together. You haven't actually seen him for like three years. Yes. And, uh, and although it was good to see him on satellite, of course. It was. And, you know, I just can't wait. You know, like our thing right now is with my mom because most of my family members are on my mom's side. You know, my dad was an only child. And so everybody else is on her side. So, and my mother, you know, she's not in the best of health. So we've been trying to make sure that she stays calm and just watch out for her. You never get too old for your dad to be your dad. And I can't wait to see him give him a big hug. Well, (laughs) it's it's, it's funny you say that. Let's let's not, let's not wait to see him. Welcome back in the Winter Circle Network, Center Court. Ralph, I think I could laugh all day with Olden Polonese. Now that is a character. Exactly. I think he's been that way, Mac, since I've known him. He's always been a fun-loving guy. And even more today, probably for sure, because he's much more mature. Mm. But he just likes to have fun and enjoy life, as he said. From where he came from in Haiti to maybe not being able to walk to the NBA to life after, he cherishes every moment. You know of his life and enjoys it which is a great story yeah a heck of a path the kobe shack thing that he got into and of course the draft and the pivot it's uh it's a lot of good stuff anyway olden was a was a great get um last week and i when i saw the story uh, and i think it was uh, thursday morning last week when i saw the story 
I said, you know what? And I made a note. I got to make sure I talked to Ralph about it. Bob Ferry passed away last week, the AG 84, uh, a guy that, you know, guy had such a great run with Washington. I think 13 of the 15 seasons he was GM. They, they were in the playoffs. He got him a national uh, championship, you know, world championship. And how well did you know Bob Ferry? Well, you know, I go way back when uh, the, the Washington Bullets at that time were playing at the Cap Center. We played at the Cap Center you know, with the Patrick Ewing game mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So you got to meet all those powers to be at that point in time, and he was one of them. And then you watch them over the years, and you get in the NBA circuit or being, uh, you know, recruited by the NBA and this and the other. And you just hear stories and, you know, agents like, uh, you know, Bob, but also David Falk, Donald Dell. When I got to meet them as they wanted to be my agent, you get to meet Bob Ferry. Hey, I got just guy over here that you meet up in D.C., he's a GM of a team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you you, you, you cross paths over the years, and then you cross more paths after you finish playing. You know, from golf tournaments to, to whatever, you, you cross paths that way. And, you know, sad to see him leave us, but his legacy with his son at Duke and Danny and what he's done in the game as well, it's amazing to leave that legacy still standing with his son. So I, uh, uh, you know, just – cherish the moments that I've had and meet him as well, but also look at the legacy that Danny has and that legacy will let you know, last and hopefully Danny will bring his son into that fold as well. But uh, amazing guy, amazing uh, part of the NBA. Did you know Danny very well? Over the years. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, you'll remember. So Lance Blanks worked with Danny in San Antonio oh. Spurs and then Lance exactly. went to Phoenix. And so I know them through that whole connection and it's be, uh, become amazing of uh, at least relationship over the years. Have a good week, and I know we're going to be talking some baseball next week. Uh, we've got John Crotty and Dave Odom uh, coming up on the show very, very soon. And I was strolling through Spotify, and that's a great place to find uh, the the podcast, by the way. And I was scrolling through uh, Spotify, and I I said, "Wow, we've sure covered a lot of ground in a year." <laughs> so, got a lot of Spotify, it, Apple, all the other yeah. Things. And I want to and, and I want to thank all our partners from Virginia Beach to Richmond to Harrisonburg and all our radio affiliates too in the state of Virginia. We love you and we appreciate uh, you know in Charlottesville and Joe and everybody. Just thanks for being a part, uh, you know, of our team, and we love it. Is this as uh, what we do continues to grow, which is a good feeling. Well, that's the deal, right? We got to grow it. We well, and I mean, it got some. What about a show with uh, the '84 team with Othell, Ricky, Polonese, oh, okay. Rick Carl? So, I mean, just those type of stories are, are really uh, insightful to me, and I love to continue to do the things and more to come for sure. Right, you know, and you know, if we have that, we got to invite Rotella. So we. Right, I, I, he's on the list. I put him on the list. I got him right here. You got to have him. Uh, for Ralph Samson, I'm Mac McDonald. Let's center court for this week. I hope everybody has a terrific week. Enjoy whatever you're doing. Get outside, have some fun in the fall, and we'll see you soon. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.